Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. Today's host is someone I go way back with. His name is Sean Cardinale. Sounds like a baseball player. He's a coach, writer, and activist who returned to coaching on sex and love addiction at the outset of the pandemic after a four-year hiatus. He speaks the language and his coaching style tends to lean toward 12-step recovery, which saved his own life and livelihood 14 years ago. He's also very transparent. Sean earned his local certification through Linda Bark's holistic coaching methodology and is pursuing his ICF certification and a degree in social work. So beyond sex and love addiction, Sean's practice focuses on intimacy, relationships, divorce, dating, and the creative process. Enjoy Sean Cardinale. Hi, everyone. It's Sean Cardinale, Sex and Love Addiction Coach. And I'm here one more time. And we're going to keep doing this because we like hearing ourselves talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Alan Herring third and I are good old friends who have a lot of conversations about how to do relationships with ourselves and with others more healthily. Um, Alan and I go back almost 15 years now, and uh, both came through therapy and 12-step programs and sex and love addiction recovery. And he brought a topic, how do we set boundaries, we versus us, and sort of other concepts about doing exactly that in relationships. And um, I was just going to set the tone a little bit and then hand it right over to you, Alan, because um, for you and me and people like us or have come through recovery like us, um, you know that as an addict, especially behavioral addiction, much less substance, but behavioral in our case, there are no fucking boundaries. Right. We, we blew through boundaries and active addiction all the fucking time. That's like the name of the game. Let me disappoint myself, my friends, my colleagues, my kids, uh, you know, my partner, mm -hmm. whatever, by not adhering to like <laughs> societal norms, right? <laughs> or keeping any boundaries or contracts or anything with anyone, like fuck it, just nuke all the interpersonal relationships. And so I think it took, I, we have been doing the work and living a different livelihood and lifestyle that then has fomented and built and helped us build better boundaries in relationships first 
I think you would agree with ourselves, um, which is part of why this is partnered to single on purpose, but also with others so that once we have this good foundation with ourselves, we can go out and be with someone, but also not lose ourselves, not get enmeshed and have ser- have, have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start with this, my man? Uh, it's interesting because I was thinking about one of our first one of our first podcasts, our first podcast. <laughs> it's our third. We're it's, I know it's our third. It's our third. Like, one yeah. of our first. But I, I was thinking about like a comment that I said in there where it was like talking about, um, you know, my most recent ex and I and how like I lost myself in that relationship, became a we instead of like an us. And, and I think of a lot of relationships of friends that I've known over the years who go through that period of we, we do this, we do that. And you lose your sense of self there. And I think that, you know, boundaries help us try and maintain that us as opposed to a we. And so I've been thinking about what is it that like for me tipped it over into we and fear, you know, fear of being Mm. alone, fear of, you know, thinking, oh, this is going to be the last chance at a relationship. So um, accepting things that I don't think I should have accepted. Why did you think it was a last chance? Where does that fear? Is it age? I mean, I know oh, we're yeah. not exactly, we're not golden girls, but we're not uh, <laughs> well, wonder twins anymore either. That's true. That's true. But, you know, in the gay community, you know, a girlfriend said, oh, you're at the daddy phase. I said, bitch, my money's mine. I ain't paying for anybody. It, it's mine. Oh, like a sugar daddy. Like a not sugar like daddy. A, not like a father son, but like a partner where you're. Oh, uh, the they do that father son thing too. So it's all there. It, it's all that. It's all enmeshed. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's like you saying, Hey, baby girl, that's a little bit on the enmeshed side too. That's that. I'm sorry. You know, that's you no me. different. It, it's no different than, Hey, Hey, ask my baby boy. You know, it's not, it's no okay. different. So fucking fair. It's I there. stand corrected. Yeah. It's there. But, <laughs> oh yeah. I, like, I don't mind sharing my, my finances, my life with another person, but I'm not going to care for the other person in the sense of like, um, you don't have to work and I'll take care of you. Like a crutch. You're not going to be their crutch or right. Yeah. I'll support you. Your little sidecar. Right. I'll support you in your dreams. I'll support you. You know, if you're sick, if you're health, if you're healthy, but like, I'm not going to be giving you allowance money. Mm -mm. Mm. Where Man, all you I love all the visuals. You got a book. This podcast might have a book. We can co-write it. Your name can be above mine because it's your idea. <laughs> but but I really but I really like how you're um now I'm understanding before we jumped on, I didn't I was like, where are you gonna go with this we versus us? I knew the boundaries part, mm-hmm. but I really like your specific your definition of that. So like two individuals coming together. Right. isn't us whereas that jerry Maguire, you complete me Ugh. is a we which yeah. is just barf yeah just you know the the shit that we have worked over a decade now to you know it it, it, it feels good until it doesn't right. and 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 when you do want space or time or a fucking thought of your own or an action 
then you're like, oh shit, we're like two octopuses, like mm-hmm. all wrapped up now, uh, enmeshed. And um, and I also like how you're talking about how fear, and I also wrote insecurity, mm-hmm. kind of. You're like, oh my god, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose him. I don't want to lose right. them. And so you're like, it's that anxious attachment. Yes. And and so you're like, fuck it, where are we? Like I. I have to always make these decisions in the realm of the we, right? I can't do something outside of that or God forbid. So there's a lot of fear there. There's a lot of fear and there's really not a genuine mechanism for supporting the other person in a we because within the we, one is always like, I would say more emotionally dominant than the other or more emotionally vulnerable than the other. And because of that, you don't, there's not an equal balance of support, emotional support, or even like uh, support of your dreams, support of your goals, support. It's just not equal. That's, that's fucking great. That reminds me of, so my little um, shortcut, um, my little, my little personal definition of codependence is I'm doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the what seemingly healthy thing for a really unhealthy reason. And that's what, what you're saying reminds me of, because how can I get true support? It's almost like crying wolf. If I support or I support or I ask for support as a means to then give sucker to my insecurity and my codependence, then when I really fucking need it and say it doesn't come, uh, or, or I don't know, there's some misunderstanding or some tension as a result of that. Oh my God, that's going to spin me as the codependent, like in the fucking outer space. Like, Oh my God, the one time I asked, it's like, no motherfucker, you cried wolf 18 times because you have no mind life identity outside of the we. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I can't or won't, or don't want to like help, like whatever the reason is for the, the alpha partner or whatever you say, the dominant partner would be like, no then it's really hard for that codependent, yeah. which is why, yeah, you've yeah. got to ask for things in a genuine way and share insecurities, you know, positives and negatives in a genuine way. Right. That, that's it exactly. Cause I don't, I, at one point I might've looked at it as like an alpha dominant, but it's, to me, it's more of a, it, it's got, it, it's got the feelings more of like a narcissist. Uh, hmm. you know, being instead of like saying dominant, it's the narcissist saying me, 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 right? And that, and it's like, um, I helped you, like, some, like, you know, I had an ex that said that never really pointed it out, but like, you know, I was going through health issues and he stood by me and everything there. But then when it was things that, like, I was like, hey, here's a story I wrote, How, would you read it? Never read it. Oh, never read it. And, right? and everybody, for the record, Alan is a fucking like published author, writer, right. short stories, poems, yeah. novels, etc. Nonfiction as well. Yeah. And a tech writer. So yeah. he's a fucking writer. So for yeah. your partner to not read your shit. Oh right. God. Right. And so to me, that was like the level of that's when I say when you, there's a level of support. Right. So to me, when we're going to set boundaries, those are like. To me, going forward, it's like those are boundaries that I'm not going to let be crossed anymore, right? Mm. And mm. and I say that because like I went out with this guy, and 
I, it was like his birthday, you know, I got him a book and then like, I made him like a bag, decorated it, you know, um, did like decoupage on it and, and put it together so that it was like an art piece, mm -hmm. right? Que, que faceta, decoupage. Yeah, now we have Spanish and French in the exactly. fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it was like, it was like out of genuine uh, care, but also my own ego, right? That, you know, it's like, hey, I've done something. And, and he gets it and he just like kind of looks at it and sets it down and then doesn't say anything. And so like a couple days later, so we finished the date and everything like that. And a couple days later, he's like, Hey, could we go out? And I said, um, you know, I'm going to have to pass. And he said, why? And I said, because one thing I learned in my last relationship is if I share a part of myself that I really like in this case, my artistic thing, and I'm giving that to you as a gift the and, and you just set it down without even acknowledging it, without even saying, Hey, it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, whatever. I realized, which is, weird. which is weird. I said, I realized that you're not really interested in getting to know me mm. and, and that's fair and that's fine. So I'm just going to let us go our separate ways before this gets any further. No, this I do. More like recent than, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, well, uh, this is this, is this is this is in healthful sexuality and intimacy where you yes. are setting yes. boundaries better. Okay, yes. so and this it is wasn't after my that... longest relationship. Yes. Okay, with the yes. one that I'm yes. thinking of. Yes. Okay, and uh, I'm not going to call out anybody right now, but um, so this was in with a healthy sense of intimacy and boundaries and dating, and you presented this package because at first I was like, was was this back in the day where you were codependent? or right. still in addiction, but no, you offered and you're open to whatever, like expectations are, you know, varied or muted or whatever, or, right. or you're, you know, you're just waiting to see, but you right. put in some effort. Right. And then it is very unusual for this person to then take it and literally say nothing. He really exactly. said nothing. Nothing, nothing. Just, just took it and then set it down, you know, opened it, right. Opened it, pulled out the book, you know, uh, and then put it back and then set it down. And like, I'm an avid reader, you know, and so it wasn't even like, well, what's this book about? Why should I read it? Or, you know, hey, you wrapped it beautifully or whatever. It just, it was just so weird, but it was enough to say, for whatever reason, he could not be vulnerable with me. How long into, so were you date? You were dating, right? Because I don't think I've heard of you have another, like, no. Ooh. Yeah. We was like, I would say dating. It was probably, uh, it was maybe like two or three times, you know? So okay. it was, it was still new enough, but it was, it was, you got to it's a nice first some, move. Yeah. It, you get to know enough. You get to know that person in a short matter of time. Right. That, Cause that to me says something about who that person is. They, right. that, that says what, you know, and if you go in with a boundary and you say, Hey, my boundaries are, I'm not going to let, my creativity or my ex my creative expression be stepped upon or just ignored then at the first sign of it at an early at an early step then you have to just recognize this person doesn't have the capacity to engage with you doesn't right. mean they're a bad person at all at all it just means that they cannot do it 
So if you continue, it's like you're pushing a rock up the hill, Sisyphus, expecting right. this person to change, and they're never going to change. And, and the that's rock sort is of, rolling right over your fucking face. Right over you. Right over you, right? That's what happens. That's great. So, you know, you keep doing it thinking, oh, this person is eventually going to change. They're eventually going to, like, see what I did and acknowledge it. No. No. How many times do you have to experience it before you realize that that person is incapable of doing it? It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means they cannot do it. And, and not right for you in that scenario. And exactly. Maybe they're, for, maybe they're for someone else who's as stoic or I don't know. That seems a little stunted emotionally for an adult, especially if it was someone like close to our age or at least even within like exactly. 10 years of our age. And um, what I like what you're sharing is um, you put out what I love to talk about, you know, so many of these classes or these one-on-one sessions, we're, we're talking about the, 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 the unhealthy, but I always try to remember like, and these are the things that we can do, right? In, in terms of the 12 step that you and I came up through, like we can talk about the inner circle stuff, the stuff that's really unhealthy. We're talking about the outer circle stuff, which is all the other things you can do. So I like to right, rely on that. It's not just all defense, it's right. offense. We go, we are proactive in our health, healthy sexuality and, and intimacy and relationships. And what you did was you took a healthy risk and you put yourself pretty far out there. I mean, that you put some effort into this and it, you know, it could be like, but for someone to not acknowledge it at all, mm-hmm. I would have even given you some, some, not some props, but I would have even been like, you know, man, you could maybe even try one more time, but for him to not say anything, right? Like, you know, if, if it was a little dismissive, but then whatever, then I would have been like, okay, maybe next time, you know, see how he acts, see how I act, see if there's another, like, I don't know, exchange that ever happens like that similar again, coming up, there's an opportunity to, but on the other hand, that's such a stark, clear, at least I was going to say unhealthy, but at least not for you or for me, if I were in the same instance to be like, did you, nigga, did you not just see? Right. Did you not just see what I gave? Right. So that's interesting. That's right. oh, I gotta watch. I just dropped the N word. Sorry. Uh, it's two black men talking. Everybody, it's okay. Calm down. Uh, uh, I will be careful though with uh, with the <laughs> with the racial epithets. It just flew out of my face right now. <laughs> I totally. Whoops. Um, so I like how that was a healthy risk. Yes. I mean, you were just you 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 uh, invested early, but why the fuck not? I mean, it's not like, you know, first time meeting, but it's still, um, you know, a bit about each other and like, you know, I presume he knew you're a writer, knew what you're about a little bit. And then you give this gift. Right. What was the gift for? Was it his birthday? Was it Valentine's day? It was his birthday. So at the same time, it's one of those that it's like, Hey, I'm just going to stay and just enjoy it. Right. Because it's like, I'm going to stay like, cause you know, you kind of think about it. It's like, okay, well maybe that person is like, doesn't know how to handle vulnerability right so somebody's being very vulnerable with them they don't know how to handle it but again like you said when you reach a certain age (laughs) you have to recognize if you if you can't handle vulnerability or not like you have to be Mm -hmm. mature enough to know whether or not uh this is going to be a problem for you and if it's going to be a problem for you you have to go and fix it right that's why there's therapy Mm -hmm. there's life coaching Mm -hmm. there's all of these other tools to go and help you get over what that is so like to me, you shouldn't be like after a certain age, like still rehashing and fighting the same demons you were fighting when you were in your twenties. Like, mm-hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, to be fair, we've seen men and women in the rooms and in therapy that are like, you know, I mean, God, dude. I mean, well, I'm almost 50, so are you, punk. But no, no, no. I'm you said that with my mouth full. You said that with my mouth full so that I can't. <laughs> I was waiting for you to take a drink to like, bitch, like, take a drink. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a sucker punch. I sucker punched you on the podcast. But uh, uh, no, I, I mean, I mean, I, to be fair, I mean, I'm, we're, I'm almost 50, you're, you just turned 49, but I, uh, uh, um, we see people all the time, 60, 65, 70, and they're having this revelation that, oh my God, I've lived right. 90, you know, the, the first 80% of my life right. uh, unhealthy as an addict, as a codependent, as like a serial cheater, like whatever it is, but at least they got into the rooms, yes. but for, for, but, but I hear you. So I, I'm not. I'm not even saying you're sounding judgmental. I totally agree with you. I mean, and and since we're talking about being single and then once we're good in our singlehood, going out there and more healthily dating and partnering um, and exploring. And like we said in our first podcast, practicing um, that, that it's okay to have standards, boundaries, an idea of what you would like. And so something, again, like I say, if it's that stark, you're like, that's that's a red flag, right. and I I'm sorry that gets overused a lot these days now, but it really kind of is. Right. And I might have been like, "What was that?" and just been directly confrontational. Right. But then on the other hand, when he reached back out again, you were like, "So did you turn down a follow up date? Is that what happened?" Yes. And you were like, "Yeah, yes. no, yeah, okay." Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, that, that was the it. end of the yeah. the dating. Yeah, good for you. You know, good for you. Fuck that. Well, to me, that that's well, like we were talking about practice before, but that to me is how you you have to honor your own boundaries right so like you have to be able to trust yourself to know even if you're going to make a mistake even if you make a mistake with it you still have to trust yourself to respect and honor your boundaries and if you make a mistake and the other person proves you know something proves that it was wrong then you have to be big enough a person to say i was wrong and fair. That, that, but that's where All fair. that's what clear communication is, you know. And mm-hmm. in a we, I don't think that there's honest communication between all parties. Okay, I'm going to say, dude, I, I I love this topic. When we when we first started recording, I was like, you're going to have to help me with where we're going to go with this. But you know, one, it's you and me, and we're some loquacious, loudmouth motherfuckers. But two, this really is rich because. It reminds me of what I often say about rubber hits the road, right? We, 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 we go to the meetings, we go to therapy, we talk it out with sponsors, therapists, shaman, we get the Reiki, we get the massage, whatever our self-care is. And then in that moment, it's like, let me make the healthy decision. And, and that's, that's the tough part. That's where the rubber hits the road, where you take everything out of con- conceptualizing and you like you apply in our case the recovery, um, or just whatever the person's sense of right. You don't have to be an addict, but you know I've learned new things now. I have new tools, and they help me date 
more healthily and I'm going to make this decision right. because uh, this doesn't seem right. Well, and and, that's it. And, you know, it's a challenge because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, previous relationships and, and just how to balance because that like we and us, I think that there's like a, us allows for me time right? Where's, where do I have me time in there? Um, and, and how do you respect another person's like alone time, their me time and not feel neglected at the same time, not feel resentful if that person is saying, Hey, you're not giving me enough time. Right. Right. Well, Alan, that was a very nice segue. Hey, did you like that? That was great. <laughs> to me, hijacking part of the conversation now with, um, I just did this. I just fucking did this uh, today, actually. Um, uh, my girlfriend and I have, we go to this cheap like breakfast place. Like we'll go to the fancy stuff. We'll, we'll go to the Grove. Saturday, I went to the Grove. She met the family for the first time. It was a big milestone. Congrats. Went pretty well. Went pretty well. Um, and then this morning was different. It was just like, let's just go, you know, let's go to the village. I mean, who cares? With all the families and the noise and the this and that. And, you know, and I, it's, just, it's cheap and it's fun. I dig it. We dig it. So in that, we were having a conversation about how her living situation is has changed up recently. And timing and our scheduling. We had a nice schedule going. Like, well, Thursday through Sunday, Friday through Sunday, you know, like three or four days together straight. And then a bunch of days off and then back again. And now with, uh, you know, her, her child rearing, uh, teen rearing um, situation, it's going to be like every other weekend. So it cha it's changing up quite a bit. And at one point I flat out admit that I got, I, I sort of, I didn't break a sweat. I was just like, Hmm, how, when it seemed like there was going to be almost not cohabitating, but it was going to change kind of radically or more or more than I was ready for. One, I voiced it and as carefully, but honestly as I could, but um, the, the two, the, the communication is just so clear between us um, and I'm grateful for that. And that's nothing that I ever had before recovery. Mm -hmm. Pre-recovery would be bottle up everything till it explodes, um, hold hurts in until resentment still like you're saying though maintain the we no i love you i love you i care right and then inside i'm like right and i have as you well know a rage issue i i've worked on right. parallel to the addiction because of my abuse and trauma and all that in the past so today we're just chilling at at vi and talking about like what is the new schedule again and let me get this down because we're kind of in like week one or two of the new thing and i was like wait when do, when do i see you again what's happening and we got talking about cohabitation though is about moving in mm. and she's like i know that's not, that's not what you want to do and i was like it's not not yet and i said but but look i shouldn't say but i should say and i said but look I, i'm very honest with you about how much i love our time together i really dig you being with me whether we are sitting and eating and talking whether we're napping, whether we're watching a movie, of course, whether we're having sex, because it's fucking amazing. But, but even just one thing that I've done very differently, Alan, is, you know, I'm regularly like, go, go, go. 
Like I got some, right. I got something. I got writing, I got work, right. I got school, I got this, I got whatever. Right. Right? right. And that's something to work on getting better balance. But let's just say for, for sake of argument mm -hmm. and the 45 minutes we have here, um, I got a lot of shit going on. I got a lot of plates spinning and I'm trying to organize uh, that better. And so what we've made very clear is that I love you being around and I'm not ready to move in fully, but you've got like space in my closet and even in the other closet and at the sink and everything and all that. And I love it. And what she's comfortable with, which I so agree. I'm very lucky. I'm very fucking lucky is she will come over and she will read, watch TV. If, if, if I'm not too caught up because where I work is still in the like kind of larger TV room in the apartment. And so I can get distracted and that seems unfair, but also I'm like, yeah, this is my spot. This is my work spot. But she's very amenable and we've talked it out, you know, and I even double checked a couple of times. Like, are you really good over there chilling? Because I've had experiences in my past where, frankly, someone says it mm -hmm. and is and is and is in the we mindset. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Right. And then four weeks later, it blows up in your fucking face like, you know, Martian Manhunter with a bomb right. from Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, and like, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Why are you so upset right now? Right. And I've also been that person. Right. I've been on both sides of that, that blow up. And, but no, it's awesome that we can chill. And, and, and you know how I joke when you and I write or you and Tony and I have our writing meetings, mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, let's go to flying star and sit across the table from each other and not talk. Right. And we do anyway, we bullshit for a good hour sometimes right. before we get into writing, but it's similar to that. I'm like, come over. Cause I, I just love your presence. Right. I just, I really am getting, I'll be frank. I'll, I'm really getting used to not just being on my own. Mm -hmm. And while I still like my solo time and my writing time and really concentrating, when I go to bed, I told her, I said, when I go to bed, when you're not here, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh I'm in my bed alone tonight or whatever. <laughs> but I still do need that time to sit here, right. work on my laptop. And I love that you're 10, 15, 20 feet over there and you're cool with that. Right. And so that just took talking that all out just, and I don't mean to make it sound like laborious. It wasn't, but you know, I'm sure I was pretty uncomfortable yeah. and yet, and yet at the same time ready, like you with your guy going, you know what? That's, I don't, I don't um, No, Thanks. That was right. weird. And I'm, I'm out. Right. I, I, I knew I had to say these things and get clarity on how does that make you feel? And do you, does it, I'm not rejecting you, but what does it fit? You know, and let's get into like more than just, you know, surface level. Right. Like tell me if it's weird or not. And, you know, let's be sure that we're not saying the things right. to cover or be codependent or be people pleasing like I used to do. And, and she's probably admitted to as much in her past experiences. And we're both middle aged, Like you're saying, we've got some water under the bridge. So it's like, let's, let's be adults and talk this shit out. It ain't easy, right. but God, Damn, it's better than the alternative. Well, that's it. That's it exactly. And, and I, I loved how you just put that. We all have water under the bridge. That's it. I mean, we. I don't want to. I don't like to view it as baggage, <laughs> because um, that that to me just it implies, you know, all of this uh, that we're bringing all of this trauma drama with us, you know. And some people mm. might be, but. To me, I just I just liked how you said that. We have water under the bridge where it's like, look, I've I've been down this road before, you know? And I think that we have to be able to express and say, uh, this is where I'm coming from, or this is my 
history that you know I've operated from, and I'm going to try and do it differently, right? And I I look at a relationship I had before where he and I, uh, you know, we were having some issues, and and part of it is like he he wasn't a clear communicator. Uh, or at least an honest communicator. And when I said I needed some more time uh, to decide whether or not I still wanted to keep going, he was like, well, we've been together long enough that you should decide whether or not you want to be with me or not. And I was like, was this because he was moved? What was, what was the, what sparked this? What, what was the, I mean, I don't want you to break their identity, right. but uh, what more was the context of the conversation? He was moving or you guys were in a tense what did I period? So I, I, what it, what it was, was like, he, he couldn't be vulnerable with me about something that I had pointed out, like made no sense from the very beginning. I was like, what you're telling me just doesn't seem correct. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem correct. And it doesn't seem like you're being honest with me. Uh, no, no, I am. It's this, it's this. And I'm like, okay. And so finally, I just said, hey, look, I will take care of this for you because I don't like you living in this problem. So if you need me to take care of it, I'll go take care of it for you. And then Do you not want to get specific about that. Do you want to protect? Do you yeah, not want to get into the nitty gritty? No. no. Uh, okay. and, and, and I said, I will take care of it for you. And then he told me the truth of what it was. And I was like, seriously, that like that it's nothing that that's nothing right it's not a big deal at all but it was something that he was embarrassed about something that you know him expressing would have been very vulnerable for him i took it as he's lying to me that like we had been going for like a year and i'd been asking and asking and and he just wasn't being honest with me right about it so, so I, for a year there's Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, ask. So, so for, so for a year, there is some kind of tension that you know that there's a story behind right. that he is not ready or is unwilling to share more details about. And you as the partner wanted to, uh, 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 the knowledge of which would, what, be more engaged and more open between well, the two? Well, it, it was just, it was one of those that it was like, um, I, it was a problem. And I, because I would come over and I would say, hey, why can't I go into this one room? I felt like Friends episode where they were like, oh, Monica doesn't ever let anybody open that closet, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so why can't I just like, you know, it's right there. This is the bedroom. Why can't I go in there? Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and it was like an excuse every single time. It was, it was just like, huh. and I was like, what you're telling me makes no sense. It, it, it hmm. makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. And so when he, when he finally like, you know, expressed what it was, you know, I was like, this is a problem. Your landlord should have taken care of it. I will take care of it for you. Like I will call them and take care of it because I was responding to what he had been telling me. Right. He'd been mm. telling me this the entire year. And I'm like, I'm done with this not being settled. I'm going to call your landlord and get this shit taken care of. 
And then mm -hmm. he was like, uh, no, I have to tell you the truth. And I was like, so all it, all it made me feel was that like he had been lying to me for the entire year about everything. Right. So really was a lie of omission. Let's say that way, because, because I was okay. wondering why you were, why you were framing it as a lie. Um, but, but he was, he was avoidant to the point that it really wasn't what he was, what little he was saying really wasn't the truth at all. Right. It was a lie of omission. And then you found out the truth and you're like, dude, I've been going off this other half story you've been telling me this whole time. Right. So that's why it was so damaging. You, you're right. saying to you and the right. trust and the intimacy between the trust, because I was like, how, how do I believe anything else you've been telling me? You've been telling oh, me that shit. all the other stuff is this. Is any of that true? Which is true and which is not true? Right? Wow. I said, so I need some time to think about this. And so it was almost like an ultimatum. And I know that like he told who him giving it or you giving it? him giving it to me by saying, we've been together long enough. You should know whether or not you want to be with me. And I said, I need some more time. He's like, then we're done. And I know he's told friends that we have. And he said, oh, I just, that I wasn't ready for um, a mature relationship, right? Ooh, and so, I know who this person is. And I'm like, oh my God. And I, mean, I was okay, like, anyway. I, I, don't, I don't know how to process that, right? Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to process that. It, so it almost seems like it's completely the other way around. That's like how that I felt. He wasn't ready. Right. And he's not sharing things and he's not just doing disclosure of things that seem pretty common. That's I mean, it. again, you're, 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 you're not, you know, you're keeping the, uh, you're keeping the JJ Abrams mystery box closed, you know, for, for sake of uh, privacy, but, but still yeah. something that is in your craw for a year like that. And then, for him to, ask, okay, I think I get it. I think I get it. So yeah. then he's asking for some kind of commitment and you're like, yeah, but there's been X, Y, and Z that's been so off, off. and odd. Right. Uh, and then he goes and says that you're not ready. Okay. Right. And, and, huh. and so it's one wow. of those things that it's like, to me, that when I think of like a we and an us, to me, it's like, oh, uh, on Saturdays, we do this. On Sundays, we do that. And like, I want to be the type of person and I want to be in a relationship where uh, us, like, I want us to build a home together. I want us to go on vacation together, or I want us to do uh, great in our own professions. I want us mm -hmm. to fulfill our dreams and support each other in that, right? So it's, it's like a you and I walking together as opposed to uh i walk behind you or you walk behind me mm -hmm. we're walking mm -hmm. side by side does that make mm -hmm. sense yeah no it's i mean the, the the entire framing of this conversation your your we versus us thing um is really fucking smart it's really it's really it's probably a fucking book there but i know I, you've got you know eight books that i'm pushing you to write already so just to make this number nine <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What part, just to sort of put a bow on the end of that story with that person that you just shared, what part is your part to own? This is a very 12-step thing, as you know. Um, as far as the we versus us, were you getting into we stuff yourself or, or no, you were trying to maintain like a level of trust that then was just kind of ruined for you. Like, is there any we part of that story on your part? Um, I, I could have been, that, you know, I, I'm sure there is but nothing is coming to mind. Like, okay. you know, nothing is coming to mind. Uh, that doesn't mean I did it, that there wasn't something I should mm -hmm. own, but mm -hmm. there's nothing that, that comes to mind immediately. Whereas I can think of other relationships where it was like, oh, my part, you know, that shit stank mm -hmm. and it was me. I'm the one that farted, <laughs> right? Like I, I, you're Jim, you're Jim Carrey and liar, liar. It was me, it was me. in the elevator. <laughs> exactly. I like, there's, there's a, other relationships and other instances where it's very apparent that it was mine, right? And right here, right. It, it it doesn't, other than like, I could have been more um, allowing another person to be vulnerable and mm -hmm. hold that space for them, as opposed mm -hmm. to, look, I'm already on a high horse. You should be on a high horse, right? Mm. Oh, oh shit. So maybe that that's it. Maybe <laughs> you have standards. You have standards. Uh, what is it that is when we you were talking about, you know, someone is usually emotionally dominant. And even in the conversation that um my my girlfriend and I were having today, we were talking about who's the alpha, who's this, who's that. And, and not in a competitive mm -hmm. way. We we're talking about past relationships and you know. You know, in my divorce, as I've said before, I think you had two fucking alphas mm -hmm. and that's hard. Right. That's fucking hard. Well, especially when one alpha is a raging fucking sex porn addict, right. you know, and is lying every other minute. Right. You know, and then asserting my alphaness right. to buttress the lies. Right. Holy fuck. Right? right. And then it's codependent the next minute and, and curled up in a corner going, please don't leave. <laughs> you know, not easy. Right. Not easy. But, you know, pity the. Pity the partners of the addicts. And I want to plug yeah. that I do work with the fucking, you know, I'm wide open to co-addicts if they identify that way. It's a little touchy now because people are redefining that if they're using that term at all mm. because you don't want to victim shame. But there are people who are with that. I mean, people still come to me all the time like, I don't know why I put up with this shit for so long. It's like, well, there is this thing called co-addiction. Or, or at the same time, you know, just it, whatever you want to call it. Codependence, co-addiction. It's, you know, enabling a betting or, or, or turning a blind eye right. to obvious, shitty, unhealthy, compulsive, addictive behavior, lies, right? Ignoring lies, ignoring deception, all that shit. But anyway, what is it, why is it so difficult if you have like someone who's emotionally dominant um, or not, but just regardless, why is it so difficult to set boundaries? You know, what, what is so hard? hard uh, uh, about it like can you name you were talking earlier like can you name a specific incident where it changed for you in a relationship where you well you kind of shared mm -hmm. that when that person didn't accept your gift you were like 
that does that's that's a bad look. Yeah, that's a bad look, and I don't I don't I don't, I don't want to do that. But it, it's what led you to that. I mean, is it all this twelve step? Is it all this therapy? How do you know? People need to know. Yeah. People want to know. Like, where did you get that self respect? Because right. I want to you know try to. Right. I, well, it's cultivate. Well, that. it's all of that, and it's recognizing that you ask like you were asking um, why is it so hard because when that person comes up to your boundary what are you going to do are you going to just roll over and let that boundary be crossed or are you going to stand your ground and say i told you no and in in telling that other person no are you willing to walk alone right to me that's like that whole idea of the podcast is like I'm willing to be single on purpose. <laughs> like I have a boundary right. set here and you crossed it, you know, and mm-hmm. how many times are you going to let that person cross it? You know, who was it that like, was it Maya Angelou that said we, that, that we teach people how to treat us. So mm-hmm. if you let that person step over your boundaries time and time again, you're telling them you can step on me. You've now trained them. You've now trained them to step on it. healthy. Yes. Right. And, and, and what you said is that not only is this boundary no longer a boundary, but none of my boundaries are boundaries anymore. We used to say, you're totally right. We used to say in class, this was during the TAT labs. TAT labs were sort of the, the cohort before this big single on purpose cohort. But um, one of the one of my clients brought it up and then we all jumped on it like fucking dog powder it was such a great idea was that if you have boundaries made of chalk you know get ready for that shit to be erased mm-hmm. get ready for someone to take the fucking eraser and just just obliterate it that's it because you allow it so don't do fucking chalk boundaries right we all have to be mutable we all right after like, you know, yes. wax and not wax and wane, but, you know, each situation is individual is its own situation. But that said, I really like how you're emphatic about like, motherfucker, I, this is clear from day one. Right. Like for me, cohabitation is really clear right now. Right. It's, it's not going to happen. Right. I, I and, and at the same time, I keep reaffirming um, maybe because I'm being so one, I'm you know, alpha, whatever. Sagittarius, fire sign, I'm hyper fucking sensitive. So in a way I do overcompensate a little bit going like, are you sure that you know that I know that you know we're good, right? <laughs> like I did that a little bit today. So I did have one other, I did have one other spiel yeah. with my, 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 um, my girlfriend. I did, um, we did, cause I, I think I just shared this with you that I have plan- plotted out the next three months because I'm getting into this social work degree. Mm-hmm. I'm sending out my letters and putting all the admissions up. And I just, we sat, well, we didn't sit. She was chilling in bed and I, I don't know, I was getting ready to go somewhere. And I was like, I just want to make it clear that the next three months are going to be kind of like, I really want to get regimented. It doesn't mean that I, I want to be inflexible, but I want you to know, especially given the short history that we've had, but the really rich history we've had and how we've been communicating. Well, I want you to know that if I'm in like this work mode on a day when you're particularly sensitive or you're particularly cuddly or particularly whatever, I just want you to know like th- this is going to be happening for a couple months. And at the same time, I'm still going to be human. I still love you around. I want you to be around. I'm not ignoring you because something is changing in our relationship. I'm just, I, I want you to know that I have a particular goal now, like 
11 weeks. It's, I think, I don't know if I texted you or not. I, I thought I reached out to you or some others, but um, you know, the end of May, I want to be out of, you know, mm-hmm. I want things to be different than they are now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I shared the ways how, and she was good with that. And then again, I got a little like, oh, I was like, no, you'll know that it's not because I don't love you. Right. And, and she was like, yes, it's, I, you don't have to say it like 18 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so I get a little insecure at the same time that I'm setting the boundary or I'm not even, I mean, I'm setting the boundary, but I'm just being clear about plans and designs and, you know, yes, please still come over. And yes, please. You well, know, can I, can I, I ask when you ask multiple times, are you trying to uh, make that boundary in chalk? No, you know what I just realized I'm doing though, that at the minute you asked me, what I'm doing is I'm still playing into a little bit of codependence where, mm. where, so what I don't like about my codependence was I was trying to be a mind reader or have them be a mind reader and where I'm saying X, but I mean Y and you should fucking know. And so I'm overcompensating for that little bit of me that's still in there and going like, you heard what I said, right? Now, you know, what? now don't be hurt. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm preempting, you know, a day where she is like, ah, oh, you know, maybe, maybe one day she's like, oh God, like you're working so much. You know, I'm preempting like the conflict already at the same time that I'm feeling good about, like I'm setting up the schedule for us right. and the boundaries. And this is what life is going to be like. It's going to shift a little bit for the next couple of right. weeks. So isn't that interesting? Mm. interesting? We're talking about that right now. It's like, I set this and then the insecurities are still there working right. on me in real time. And I mean, to me, it sounds like it you almost, were answering, why is it so hard to set boundaries? boom you just dropped the mic yeah yeah right um right because don't i don't want to i want to assert my boundaries but i don't want to hurt the person and and when it's not my control over whether or not they get hurt i can just assert something whether it's a boundary or whether it's a plan you know or a deadline and then i'm still like oh i hope that doesn't hurt and and that's i mean if, if it's coming from compassion that's one thing or like but it it is there's still a little code up yeah. there. There's a little like there's there's insecurity there. Like, can you handle this news yeah. that I'm giving you? You know, it would have been funny if she would have been like, dude, I dude, I calm down. <laughs> I, I got it. Like, it's good. Stop saying that. <laughs> I'm fine, you're fine, and I'm fine that you're fine. It's fine. Just stop. Let's go have breakfast, jackass. Let's go to village inn. <laughs> you know what, you know what? Uh 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 codependence what I do now with that is especially I say with my children or if it is my ex, if I find myself regressing and it's almost like back then how one of us had to pick to be the beta and I, and I would, cause I was like shame ridden and guilt ridden and fucked up because of the addiction. Everything. What happens now when that shit hits is if I make a codependent move, if I go into we, or I'm, I'm bending too far than I really want to, and, and not out of a healthy way. Like I'll make an exception right now. You know, I'll make a, I'll compromise without being compromised. What happens now is I just own it. So if, if, if you and I have a, have an agreement and then I'm like, fuck, I really can't go meet you, Alan. Um, if I do meet you anyway, that's on me. I'm pretty good about right, that. Right. D- despite everything I just said about how insecure I got there at the end of that conversation with my girl right. today. Um, I will be like, okay. I'm uncomfortable and I'm really thinking about the other things that I was going to do and, and, and should in quotes do this obligation I had. 
But I chose to go ahead and not break my agreement with Alan, which would have had its own consequences. Right. And, and you would have been like, dude, or whatever your reaction would be. But 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 it, now I just own it because I because I go like, okay, that was a codependent thing. I really should have stuck with that. I really would have been better served sticking to that boundary. But now that I haven't, get over it, dude. Like like own it, do the thing, and then just learn from that experience right. is how I kind of get through that whole process. I love it. I love it. A little bit of a tangent. No, but. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. I just love this we versus us. I do too. I just, I really like the framing that you, that you brought up. Might be a second one in there. You know, we got sequels. Oh, yeah. We have sequels, all our podcasts, everybody. We've done three. We're, you know, we already have six in the bag. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, where can you end us? Where can you walk us out with? Um, I, I have no wisdom right now. I, have no, I, I only have, no. I have more questions. And, you know, because that whole idea of boundaries is, you know, there's that fluid nature to it. You know, when you were talking about it with chalk, as well as, you know, not wanting to hurt the other person and then being firm in them. There's so much in there. There's so much in there mm. because it's like, I don't want to have an electric fence, like as a boundary at the same time, I don't want them to think that they can just walk over them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And you said something about like, it's, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what the words were, but it was like, that it's almost immutable, right? That, that your boundary has to be fluid that you can, you can bend, but it doesn't break. So it's almost like you have to be willing mm -hmm. to renegotiate your boundaries with that other person. Um, if it, if it becomes a problem, but to me, that person if they haven't changed, if they're like, I'm not going to change, I'm just going to rub run up against your boundary. That's not showing you any respect as opposed to like mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I know that this is what you want, or this is what you, you need, but this is what I need. Right? So how do we make our boundaries come together as opposed to mm -hmm. what are your boundaries? You know, you're supposed to love me. So we've got, it's supposed to love me. I mean, it's right. So it's like you're saying, it's, it's like your, your visual. We can probably end on this. This is your whole framework, we versus us. And the visual is walking um, together, us. I've got my things, you've got yours. And then we have our relationship in the middle um, together. But it's not this enmeshment. It's not this lack of communication. It's not the resentment that instantly comes up when there's an expectation that no one's fucking communicated right. or, you know, or swallowed. Right. Um, and, and so again, that's how, like per you, we set the boundaries so that we can be an us instead of a yeah. we. So the, the, we're not doing the you complete me thing. We're two 100% as opposed to I'm the 15, you're the 15, we're finally whole together. That's it's a lot of pressure to put on a fucking relationship. Yeah. Yes. And to put on another person, because what that's saying is mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm not going to be an adult here. So you have to be an extra big adult to take care of my childless behaviors. Mm -hmm. It's we're almost right. We should end there because we're almost right back to where you were talking about at the beginning. Like you didn't want to know not no sugar right. daddy. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you as always, man. I, I, I really like the framework. I really like the we versus us. I'm telling you, it's a book. Look for it in the stores a year from now, everybody. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But 
Yeah. Thanks yeah. as always, Alan Herring the third. Thank you, Sean Cardinale. I appreciate you, brother. Love you too. Take care. Take care. Bye. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hey, before you go, I want to invite you to the Single on Purpose private community online. It's off of social media, no ads, no algorithms. We got forums, we got live groups, we got webinars, and we have social hangs. We also have offline in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life, and I will see you inside.